Hello, welcome, and thanks for listening, tuning in, whatever you're doing with yourself right now. Thank you. Uh, it's great to be here. My name's Isaac Butterfield, and as always, we're here on Modern Day Thoughts and brought to you by our fantastic sponsor and delicious sponsor, Fit and Fresh. Fit and Fresh is the best food you can get in the world. Uh, you know, jump onto their website right now and check it all out. There's beautiful foods, all the paleo foods and the healthy foods and the chicken and the stuff. You know, you know what I'm talking about, all the good stuff. Jump onto the website right now, check it out. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you've got to go to find out some more about Fit and Fresh. It's unbelievable. Unbelievably good food. It's outsourcing the cooking so you can get busy living. That's their motto. That's their catch cry. Get stuck into that. And chuck in. When you get to the checkout, chuck in MDT for a 10% discount. And that's about it from Fit and Fresh. Bryce Fleming, hello. Hello, Isaac. How are you? Dr. Bryce, what's doing? I'm very well, mate. I'm a bit, uh, I've just been playing Oz Tag, so I'm all hot and sweaty. I can smell which, you. Which yeah. is great. <laughs> great with a room full of four people, and it's, uh, you know, a little bit warm in here. We've just been cooking, eating some fit and fresh food. It's been delicious. Pretty cosy room here, I must say. It is. It is very cosy. In the, uh, are we allowed to say where we are? We're in the studio. That's where we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. I forgot about that. Uh, what's happening, Bryce? Flat out? Yeah, flat out as per usual. Yep. Yeah, what, save the world. What's yep. happening? <laughs> Save the world. <laughs> Save the world. Yeah, I think it needs yeah, a bit no, of saving. Kick up the butt. Good stuff. Excellent. How was how was your gig on the weekend? Uh, great gig. We're down at Gosford Sailing Club. Uh, had a massive audience of about probably about hundred people. That was pretty good for Gosford and. Uh, not taking anything away from Gosford, of course. It was a lovely room, and uh, you know I was on fire as usual, mm-hmm. and um, that was really nice. And uh, the headline Ray Badrum was fantastic. He's a very nice fellow. First time meeting Ray, so if you know Ray's off Triple J and uh, a few other things, I, I don't know that too much about Ray. But I'm sure he's great, <laughs> um, but that's about it. We're at the Premier Hotel. When's this? I mean, when is this recorded? This is recorded, obviously live. Well, obviously. it's live. We're here. We're, we're here right now. now. But when will it be uh, available for listeners? Do you know? Oh, jeez, I don't know dates. No, it'll come out. That'll come when they hear it. Oh, I was just going to say, I've got a show on Thursday night. I'll say it. I've got a show on Thursday night, if you didn't just hear that. <laughs> at the Premier Hotel for Maitland Comedy Club. So jump out there. It starts at 8 o'clock. Uh, there's, there's beers and things, at, as, <laughs> mo- as most pubs do have. Uh, Bryce, we've got a great show. We do. Coming up today uh, for you guys listening at home. But make sure before we get started in the show that you press subscribe, uh, like us on Facebook, and we don't have Instagram, but have a look anyway. We might. Um, Bryce Fleming. Yes. Introduce them. Please do. Excellent. So uh, I would like to introduce our two special guests, uh, Kim Ellis and Bree Stedman, and they are a team called Empowerment for Women. Now, these ladies, they're very inspirational, I uh, I must say. Um, They are Newcastle's leading experts in emotional well-being for women. So, Hello, ladies. Hi. How are you? Very well. Now, Kim, can we start with you? Just get your voice out there so everyone knows. Sure. Kim sitting over there. Now, we were talking about your glasses before. We had to do a bit of a sound check and you were a bit nervous. You didn't know what to say. No, I didn't. But Welcome um, to the show. I put yeah. you on the spot. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. For me, it's been, um, I guess, been an interesting journey my life so far. But um, like all of us, I guess, you know, things get put in our path for us to, to grow. Um, I've been working with women for the last 17 years now. So, um, I guess, really... Fascinated, I, probably in the last three or four years, of why so many women that I came across were just stuck. Um, so many women were um, probably one in three women that I was coming across were on antidepressants. One in three of their teenage children were self-harming, and children as young as seven and eight were on on antidepressants. And you know, alarm bells really started ringing for me to think, you know. How on earth can I help these women? How on earth can I help these people to um, move forward in their life and um, not just stay stuck mm-hmm. like they're in a trench? So always had a massive passion um, in my life to be able to help other people, always, from, from when I was young. Always um, had a really great work ethic. Started even family holidays. I'd be working the local shop in the when we're on holidays and... Always had a huge passion to be able to to help other people, but also to be able to um, give to other people as well. So um, I've got an interesting question about that. Um, you said there's a lot of people on antidepressants. Oh, yeah. Do they seem happy, the ones on antidepressants? Oh, definitely not. No, definitely not. And I guess, you know, I guess it, that's what really is alarming to me that... And I guess through what Bree and I have um, studied through the Institute of Women International, where we've, we've done some, some studies, 
that, um, you know, up until just over 20 years ago, scientists only studied the male brain. They didn't really study the female brain because they couldn't get their specimens stable enough to, to study. So they either flushed out all the, the chemicals and hormones down the sink to get their specimens stable or they studied male castrated mice and used that as, as an indicator for a female So they did, they did not study female brains no. in science at all? And not, even now they still <clears throat> don't study female brains as often as they should. It's mostly mm. male castrated mice. Mm. Male castrated Mice. Yeah. yeah, that's going to tell you a lot, isn't it? Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So that's really interesting. And as we know, as as women, we're um, pretty different. off the planet with our hormones, <laughs> and yeah. um, we certainly have different stages in our life. Um, you know, where we have a dramatic change in our hormone level as well. So, you know, I guess through through my own curiosity, and I guess getting to that more interesting stage of my life, up to that menopausal state and, and noticing a change in my hormone level, I, I really had this passion to be able to not only find out more for myself but to also help others and, and help these women that I could see were just really struggling as mums, as, as wives, as, as people in our community to, um, you know, to, to move forward in their life. So, um, you know, I guess for me... Other than my family, the most important thing for me is to be able to help other people. It's one of my highest values mm. that, that I've that I've lived with and <laughs> always been that person to to go around and help others and drop meals off or whatever. That's just what yeah. makes me happy is to do stuff like that. And Bree, did you have a similar mindset in, in the early days? Yeah, very similar. I um I was on a personal development journey of my own, but it sort of came to a head. Um, I have two young children, an eight-year-old and a six-year-old, both ABC children. They're both diagnosed with various things, <laughs> labels. Yeah, and yeah. um, about four <clears throat> years ago, I was really disconnected from them as a mum. So professionally, I worked in the same industry as Kim, worked in a team with women and mentored and led and trained women, and I was really good at that. But at home, miserable. And not just miserable, but quite violent towards the kids. So... Um, it was like what we were talking about before. I, I knew that something needed to change, but I was so fed up with myself and so caught up in my own emotional headspace that I couldn't detach from the situation long enough to take on board any more information. So I'd have suggestions from, you know, all these well-serving people of why don't you try this and why don't you try that? But I was so exhausted that I couldn't take it on board. So um, it came to a head when I... My, my son is my trigger, so he would push me and rather than reacting like a rational mother, I would overreact and, um, yeah, sort of hit ahead and I went, fortunately, and you sort of get stuck in that mask-wearing state too, you know, you, you can't go to talk to someone about it because you don't want to admit that you've got a problem and that you're not being the best mum that you should be and the mum that everyone expects you to be. So you don't have anyone to talk to but you know you need help. And so I was sort of stuck in this place of, well, where do I go? And thankfully it was just... Kimmy and I sort of met and she knew that I was struggling, didn't know the extent of it and just sort of kept pushing me down different avenues and then thankfully we discovered the Institute of Women International. So they literally saved not just my emotional state but they saved my son's life. I honestly believe that because I wasn't a good mum. I was not a nice mum. So, much better now. Oh, okay. <laughs> the kids are alive, my marriage is stable, and I'm very happy. <laughs> Can I just say that, I mean, to be able to say that and, and openly admit that in public, I mean, that, that takes a lot of, um, well, guts, you know. It takes a lot of uh, courage to be able yeah. to, to say that. So. And I think the reason I, I share it is because knowing where I came from with that whole I need help but I don't know where to go to state mm. I could see so many women around me in the same place, but because there's so much shame and guilt and pressure to be perceived, someone has to break that expectation. And once my mask was off and I was like, you know what, yes, parenting is really difficult at times, but I'm doing the best I can. And I've made a step towards change. I'm comfortable and confident in that. And I know that at times I still stuff up <laughs> and <laughs> I still do, up. you know, all yeah. of that stuff that you shouldn't do as a mum in, you know, in terms of being, I'm a very loud and passionate mother. <laughs> I yell, but um, that's the extent of it. <laughs> it there, there's no more physical violence in the house. It's just loud volume. And the more women I tell that story to, every time we tell it, mm. there's always one or two women that cry because they are where I was. They're, yeah, they're and right. that's why I share what so, where I came from. So the women that come to your your retreats and your your, uh, your workshops, 
they have these barriers, these masks mm. in their own lives and they see you remove yours yep. and then by that you give them the power to do the same? Do you think that's sort of a, a fair yeah. statement? I think it's, it's um, because what we're trained in is so unique. To see someone else go from that side, and that's why we share our stories, because you've got to be able to relate. When they relate to Kim or I and then see where we are now and then still see the authenticity and the honesty, like we still don't wear masks. If we're having a bad day, then you can know that I've had a bad day. Mm. You'd be, you'd be yeah. able to yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> vouch for that. We're, we're, all, we're all in this together. Hi. Yeah. Yep. But I think that's what makes it um, out what we do so so real because women just know we're not going to bullshit. Mm. Yeah. We're here to help and we're here to guide and give hope that you don't have to stay in the place that you're at. You just need to have a little bit of trust. I guess with families, like, there's there's no subject at school that you really take that says, okay, this is how you treat a child that won't sleep when you bring it home. Yeah. And, like, obviously, I've got no idea about children. You know, I've, got, <laughs> I've got four younger brothers. I have a, a 19-year-old brother, a 20-year-old brother that's autistic, severely yeah. autistic. And I know the frustrations that go through for some families. And it's... Um, like my mum's, a, a, you know, she's my hero. She's unbelievable. Mm. You know, mm. she's got five kids and, and looks after my brother. Uh, but you, you, for young people, like I, I you know, you, at school you got uh, ladies in, they might be in year 10, 16, 17, 18, they're having kids. Yeah. And, and then I saw the other end of it for the ones that were, you know, for lack of a better term, a failure. And I, I worked uh, with a, a youth services uh, business company and, saw the kids that were affected by this yeah. and uh, they are very damaged individuals, I think yep. is a fair way to say it, mm-hmm. uh, and, and violence being the first trigger for them, emulating what they saw at home. I had a six-year-old um, who one night I was uh, saying, come on, mate, time to have a shower. And he said, and I, and I said, no, nah, I'm not doing it. And I said, come on, mate. He said, don't you fucking backchat mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's just emulating exactly. Yep. exactly mm-hmm. And that's done. why we work with women. We, you know, mm-hmm. Um, when you're on an airplane, they say in case of emergency, mm. oxygen mask goes on yourself first before helping others. Mm. And that's what we say to mums all of the time because mums are the last ones to put themselves first, but they're the first ones that need the help yeah. Yeah. because you can't you can't teach. And this is where I was at and this is um, – I knew that Blair, my son, had challenges yeah. and I could see that my daughter had challenges that were going to come through as well, but I knew that I didn't have – within me the skills that I needed to be able to help them. And until I could separate my emotion from logic and rational thinking, I was just going around and around and around. And they were doing exactly, you know, Blair was yelling at me as much as I was yelling at him. And then he was yelling at his sister. And it's like, holy shit, this is slap in the face because this is what I'm creating. Mm. So they said it's mama a had to reaction. get fixed. Yeah. 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 Mama had to get fixed first. And once mama was fixed, mama could then teach the kids yeah. alternative ways to be able to react. And now on my kids are, you know, as, as feral as they are, they're also two of the most emotionally well-adjusted kids. Mm. And my daughter, so she's six, even at the beginning of this year when she started kindergarten, you know, the teachers were coming up and saying, if they, if Livy finds another kid at school upset, Livy will be the first one to run over and then she'll say, what are you feeling and what are we going to do about it? She mm. starts to guide them through some of the tools mm. that we've taught her. Yeah. So she's just ingrained now in that I can help without going into the story and the drama. Yeah. I think um, what I've experienced through, um, you know, my time helping people as well is that um, I think the people that really can come through and get out of that rut that they're in, they, they find and they, they realise that it is up to them. They're, it's yes. completely 100% self-responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, we have a, um, a philosophy in the chiropractic world which is called the above-down, inside-out philosophy, which really is that... Um, you know, the the strength of healing comes from, you know, from above, down, and then inside the body, yeah. outside, not not the other way around, which is things on the outside environment mm. to try and fix you. You need yeah. to fix yourself first. Yeah, and, and once you've mm. achieved that, then you can then tackle, like you're saying, the other challenges in your life. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I resonate very strongly with that. Mm. Yeah. That is so true, isn't it, mm. you know, and I guess... And it's, you know, we've got a lady coming to this retreat we've got this weekend and who unfortunately um, partner fell off a, a, a building site and actually landed on his head and was 
actually passed away mm-hmm. and she's um, got a beautiful son that she <coughs> said to me, you know, he needs help, Kim, I, I want you to, to help him. And I said, you know, we've got to help you first. So yep. let's get you sorted at this retreat and then, you know, Brie and I will do some work with your son next week or the week after because she could see. But, you know, as, I guess as mums what we try and do is <coughs> help everybody else first. You know, she wanted, she was pleading with me to help her son, but, you know, reality is, you know, I said to her, look, we have to get you sorted first because she's not in a good, she's in a, not in a good space. And mums are the ones that drive it. Yeah. You know, you, you can teach yeah. a kid the tools, but who's going to be behind the kid to say, what are you feeling and what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Because they just don't have that emotional maturity to be able to go, oh, I'm feeling angry, let me get rid of that. Yeah. That's where mum Do you think it's this fear of going to someone for help? And, I mean, you know, if you, when you've got an issue or you've got some uh, maybe some mental health issues, you don't want to go to a psychologist because it has this bad connotation mm. of you're crazy Mm-mm. or, you know, you know something like that. And, I mean, to have you ladies, and, I've, you know, I've known you guys for, what, half an hour now. You seem very, you know, happy, you know, uh, engaging and, and, and welcoming people. And perhaps people are scared that they may, may not get that if they ask for help. Yeah. And I think as well because traditional forms <clears throat> of counselling and psychology focus so much on the story, you know, why are you feeling the way mm you were feeling what's happened in your life that's caused you to feel that way and although they're all valid reasons that's not going to solve the problem the more you talk about the problem the stronger you make that emotional connection to the problem particularly for women Mm. women have 25 percent more connection head to heart so every time a woman relives an argument with her husband she's strengthening that negative emotion to that event and then compounding every other time she's felt that emotion. So her subconscious mind is going, oh, and this time you felt angry and this time you felt angry and that's what was happening with me. Mm. So, you know, Blair would drop a muesli bar and I'd react for that moment but then my subconscious mind would go, oh, and remember when he did this, this, this and this and this. So my reaction would not just be like a, you dropped a muesli bar, it would be like Krakatoa blows. Mm. And that's, um, I think that's why people don't want to talk because they think we're going to, talk about the story yeah. and the story is not going to solve we, we just deal with the emotion mm. so that's fair in saying that that's a very female thing to do because i know for myself yeah, yes. i can drop something you know and have something happen and i can just forget about it you immediately do. it's a female brain thing yeah. one in ten men will still think like a female yeah. <laughs> but the others don't yeah. so they can just get over it you know little yeah. boys have a an argument in the playground someone hits someone else and they over it yeah. little girls don't yeah, they come absolutely. home and keep telling the story and telling yeah. the story so with neuroplasticity which is the neural pathways within the brain the more yeah. we continue to go over the same track the stronger yeah. the emotion becomes. So you build that you build that track in the, in the as you said the uh, we disconnect the track. You disconnect it. We, we disconnect their track. So, so yeah, okay. can I ask a question with that? Because because with neuroplasticity, from what I understand about it, um, and the way I like to describe it with people is that when you you start a we have an emotional response or a um, any type of um, uh, you know kind of environmental situation mm-hmm. occur, and that builds a you know, kind of like a piece of string in yep. your brain. Mm. And then the more you relive that over and over again, it becomes harder and harder. So that string turns into, you know, a it's a rope and yep. then into steel yeah. and then it becomes so solid that it's just, you know, impossible to break. Yeah. So so when you say you, you disconnect we it, disconnect. Would, you, would you say that, um, you know, when it gets that strong, it's it's more a case of not focusing on that thing, but then just making new more connections that change you away from that. That's a very that. conscious way of doing it. Yeah. yeah. So consciously, um, someone can go, "I'm fed up of these habits," mm-hmm. and so I'm going to consciously change my thoughts, mm-hmm. which will work for a period of time. Problem is, you know, they say, tw- "What is it? Twenty one days to break a habit." Mm. It's a lot That's longer not than true that. At all. <laughs> You need the conscious and the unconscious mind to come together and that's what we work with. We bring both the brains together to work together as one and then disconnect it. So um, I can still feel angry but I don't drag up every other time I feel angry. It's just more of a male response. It's like, you know, you've really pissed me off right now. I'm really angry right now and then five minutes later it's like, oh, I probably overreacted a bit then, didn't I? Sorry about that. And then we move on. Whereas before I could not do that because of that that strengthened... So can I think of this like a male, because I am, and I'm definitely not one of those one in ten. I'm definitely the nine that can just get over (laughs) it really quickly. But if I was um, on the sporting field, right, playing a game of cricket or something like that, and um, you know when you watch like a cricketer and they they miss a shot, um, and then they replay that shot a few times so that the next time that shot comes, they can play the ball a different way. Is that kind of the same 
when you think about it in your brain, if you go, right, so I've had a, a bad response to a situation. So if I then think of that situation or replay that in my brain a different way, that you can strengthen that and that becomes more of a default response. You can. Does that work? You can. That's, that's just that's a very conscious, conscious way of doing that's it. Conscious. Yeah, okay. so that's how, conscious. Okay. So how thought. would you link that? And it's that? logical, which means brain which, process logically. And, yeah. and we don't. And, and you get we to don't. play cricket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't. And that's You've why. You've kind of got to compare it to yep. um, males vocabulary of emotions are very limited. You know, yeah. you guys are angry, you're happy, yeah. you're horny, you're hungry, maybe something between sad. And then if you're drunk, you're all those <laughs> all at the same time. Okay, yeah. women. <laughs> drunk. <laughs> the next time you go to Bunnings and check out the colour chart wall, yeah. Yeah. that is the female range of emotions. So shades of everything. Yeah. Shades of everything. And, yeah. and it doesn't even have to be a word. And this is why what we do works so well because, you know, I used to say all the time, people should be. <clears throat> Yeah. And Kim would say, so you have no patience? Like, no, no, people just shit me. She's like, so you have low tolerance of people? No, <laughs> people just shit me. Like there was no response. That, that was my emotional coding. Uh-huh. And so if I'd gone to a counsellor and kept saying, you know, I've just got this big problem, people just shit me, they keep trying to box me back into mm. the male version of what that emotion was. Mm-hmm. And my brain just doesn't work that way. It was Could that come down? Yeah, that makes sense. It does, with, yeah. yeah. With male, male thought on things like, oh, what are you, why are you cranky or why are you angry? Yeah. And you're like, you don't understand. And then, then it's a back and forth and all of a yeah. sudden it's now an argument. And, and then it goes know. into a cycle. And that's yeah. exactly what happens. The amount of, um, I guess, women that have come through us that their marriage has basically been on the rocks. Yeah. They're just so disconnected from one another to be able to reconnect and, yeah, yeah we've had some pretty amazing... Can I also um, say that, you know, from a male point of view, it's it's frustrating for us too. You know, oh, yeah, because you guys don't understand it. We don't get it. We're like, why can't you just understand this? And you don't. And you never will. You'll never get it. You guys have got this amazing thing called a nothing box where you can literally just switch off from the world. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sick of thinking. I'm just going to go and tune out. And meanwhile, women, we just don't have the ability to do it. So while you're checked out on your nothing box, the kids are chasing each other around, the phones are ringing, the movie's on full ball, she's trying to cook dinner, her yep. head's gone a million mile an hour, yep. and you're just totally checked out. That's yeah. like the Simpsons, you know, when he wears <laughs> the, the glasses, the <laughs> yeah. fake glasses, and he's yep. in jury duty, and, yep. and they do. do, 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 do yeah, like, for the fairies. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, but absolutely. <laughs> do you guys, are you guys, uh, do you put yourselves as a feminist movement? No, definitely not. No, we always we believe in in the equal rights for for women, but we love men. (laughs) 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 We're both blessed to have wonderful husbands, and we love to be able to reconnect a man and a wife that's grown apart because they don't understand each other. um, Providing it's in the best the best situation for both parties. Mm, I only asked that question. I was fortunate enough to have a. a, an argument with some feminists on Facebook the other day. I commented <laughs> on something, and I was just, I was just biting people. You know, I was trying to get people to. Can't imagine doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's we, just, need, we need humorous. to add you in as our friend. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, and a lot of people got very angry. Like uh, little ladies got very angry very quickly, saying, "You hate women," and I'm like, "No, I don't." Hate no. I'm just. The, the argument was that this domestic violence is can be cured from a fe- feminism point of view. And I, I didn't agree with that because I'm the thought that, okay, well, men treat men equally, but they still would be violent towards them. What would stop them being <clears throat> violent towards a woman if they treated them equally? Mm. And I thought it's not it's, it's more of an education and an uh, understanding, an understanding and a, it's, it's a problem. As Bryce always says, it's a problem from the source, not yeah. the actual explosion itself. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And there's always <clears throat> something that underlines it. Yeah. Always something. doesn't matter. And, and it generally... 90% of the time comes through past generations. You know, we're working with, with women that have, you know, third-generational domestic violence and mm. we're working with women that have been in third-generational child sexual abuse cases. We're working with young girls that have had eating disorders that have been second and third generations within families. So we generally find a lot of the things running within families, mm. which is, yeah. Is that because it's the family mould? Or at least at the back of the psyche that this well, is this is can this is have normal. some to do with that, but it's also got to do with epigenetics. It's yeah. you know mm. they've they've um, scientifically proven that um, what comes through on our DNA um, through epigenetics is 
around 10% of our emotional coding comes through from our father's family line and temp, around 10% from our mother's family line up to six generations beforehand. Well, right. we mm. probably only know two or three generations. Mm. So, you know, when we're carrying other people's emotional baggage when we're born and then life happens on top of all that. So no wonder there's so many people that are struggling <coughs> out there. Mm. So. And the education side of things, I mean, if you go back a generation to your grandparents and then their parents, Absolutely. they were completely like... Ignorant to yeah. in, in in our day standards of education and these type of Absolutely. things. Absolutely, and, and didn't, women didn't have the opportunities. A lot of women would have been really suppressed back then. Absolutely. They, you know, weren't weren't challenged to do what they, you know, to I guess what they're capable of as well. So yeah, so it, I guess it's there's a whole myriad of things that that ties in on with it, and you know, and I guess then, you know, not just what's come through, but then what's happened in life. Mm. Um, experiences and so forth mm. you know for me I I got a really big lesson early on in life I was only um, 23 when I lost my first husband with a brain tumour so so you know I faced grief really at a young age yeah. mm. and um, you know I often look back now and look at my daughters that are 25 and 23 and think how on earth did I mm. manage to get through that back then but I I guess I've never been a victim I've always you know, wanted to be, well, you know, as hard as it was at the time and I wondered how on earth I was going to get on with my life. I then turned it into, well, how can I help others that are going through something similar? So, so that was your turning point. Yeah. And that's, and that's a pretty common thing we, <clears throat> we see here a lot on Modern Day Thoughts um, is that, you know, a lot of the time we have to go through some kind of crisis to really mm. find out what it is our purpose mm. is and how we can then fulfil that purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, something, and we haven't really spoken about this before, Isaac, but something that I've noticed too is that everyone that's kind of done that, the theme is that they just want to help people, yeah. you know. And when you think of a, um, back to epigenetics, which is just, you know, for the for the punters at home is, is just how the environment, um, you know, kind of switches on certain gene combinations or codes in our body. Um, yeah, if you, if you kind of think of it... Um, Oh, hang on, I got a bit lost there. Could you, could you think of it in a way that uh, you're out in the middle of the jungle in Africa on a sightseeing tour and you hear an elephant with a big a big roar and you you know you, your psyche's just you get like a shiver you get like a you, your natural instinct yeah, is to freak out survival something, stuff something yeah. ancient in you but you can see that on a closer scale as you said uh, several generations beforehand and it can be emotional uh, you know and. You know, obviously emotional traits but obviously physical traits as well and and mm. beliefs yeah. and beliefs, belief yeah. systems as yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, um, so if, if, let's say if we could have an example of a, of a lady that, that may have come and seen you guys, and, and what is your first response? Well, we never get caught up in their story yep. for a start mm-hmm. because you know they've generally been down that track where they continue to tell the story, like Bree talked about. We no point of a strength in the neurological pathway. They've been stuck. That's mm. why they come to us generally because they're stuck and they've tried other other sources of counselling, psychology, self-help, different things. So, um, and I guess Bree and I, you know, we, we've been trained in um, uh, a trademark, I guess, procedure called Creatrix, so through the Institute of Women International. So we, we, we know not to get caught up in the story because that's not going to help that person. So, um, you know, so... And we hear that over and over and over again. They've generally had years and years of psychology counselling and, and, and different. And it works for some people, absolutely, but it doesn't necessarily work for everybody. Mm. So, and most of the people who come to us, they're sick of telling the story. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. they'll they'll they're at that point where that they know the story is just pulling them down further. Mm. So it's you know, do I have to tell my story? Yeah, we've well, mm. got to tell it just once. And then yeah. we're going to pull out the emotions that are underlying your, your story and then we're just going to address that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's why the retreats work so well too because we, we as women think that we're also individually effed up. But fundamentally all women are feeling very similar emotions. Yeah. You know, as big as, as big as the range is, it all comes down to fairly similar things. Yeah. There's a lot of um, common threads amongst everyone. <laughs> yeah. A lot. That's why the retreats work so well because you can yeah. put eight women in a room together and none of them need to know what brought each person there. They just know that all of them are feeling angry or all of them are feeling rejected or whatever it is. Guilt. Resentment, betrayal, yeah. shame, whatever. Not good enough. 
so, body image or whatever. Mm. You know. So run us through a, uh, a retreat then. So a typical retreat, like, you know, from start to finish, what generally would you guys um, cover are there? Yeah. Sessions, is there a demographic that comes in as well? well different. We have people like women flying from all over Australia. We've had, um, what, 20 girls that have... 1920 to yep. women in their 70s comes yeah. through to us, well, so okay. not necessarily. Um, I guess it's usually that woman that's looking for something else. Yeah. We've had some women coming right off the line of like, if this doesn't work, then that's it. I'm checking out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we've had others go. You know, I, I think I want to use this as a personal development so I can be a better business person. Yeah. Okay. So it, it covers yeah. all. All areas we've had, like Kim said, some coming from broken marriages wanting to reconnect, others that have already separated and they're just looking for more internal strength to sort of build their life new. And then the mums, um, yeah. you know, who are obviously struggling to be mums and want to change for the kids. So, mm. so back to Bryce's question, sorry to interrupt, day one on the, on the, on the retreat. Yeah. Well, they're definitely not coming to get a, their fingernails and toenails. <laughs> and I can tell you that. <laughs> um, and sometimes, and that's really important that um, you know that, and that's why we like them. Bree and I usually catch up with them beforehand to make sure they know exactly or kind of what they're in for. They don't know exactly what they're in for, but they've got a little bit of an idea what they're in for. We don't we don't want people to rock up and thinking to come and get their fingernails and their toenails mm. cleaned and a massage because that's not what it's about. Because that's that's what you think when you say retreat. Yeah. Right? You go, yeah. oh, good, I'm going to get a spa. So yeah. yeah, so ours, I guess we refer to ours as a, as um, a, as a women's breakthrough <laughs> escape. So yeah. you know, we kind of get away from the retreat because it's not. We don't want people to think that they're coming in for that. So it is mm-hmm. it is kind of like a, a breakthrough escape. We're trying to break through these women so that they can get from where they're feeling stuck to, to take their life to the next level. So there's a fair bit of education. We talk a lot about um, cause and effect, you know, whether they're, they're, they're in that blame, you know, because while we continue to blame other people, we're actually giving up our own power to grow. So unless you can get yourself out of blaming <coughs> others and get yourself into taking responsibility, you cannot move forward. None of us can move forward unless we, you know, we, we give up blaming other people. So, um, so we really, really focus a lot on, you know, you are where you are because of choices you've made, good or bad. That's just how it is. So, you know, give up blaming others because doesn't, while you do that... It doesn't, doesn't serve you. Yeah, no, absolutely. It doesn't serve you. We talk... Um, oh, we go through a lot of stuff, we, don't we, Brie? We spend a lot of time in the creatrix process. Yeah. So they come in on Friday lunchtime and we send them home Sunday lunch. And during that two days split up, they're in the process for probably around about seven or eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an intense yeah. process. And then in between we break it up. You know, we do offer yoga because, you know, they are there to chill out a little bit. So we do offer mm-hmm. yoga every morning. That's how we start, 7 a.m. Yeah. yoga. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And then we do it, like Kim said, a lot of – because it's not – you know, if, if anyone's ever been to – any personal development course or seminar where they, they rev you up and they go, this is how you can feel and rah, 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 and this is all the information you leave going, yes, I know this and I can do it, but you've not actually gained any tools to be able to yeah. implement in life. So totally agree. a lot of our time is also spent in training the girls on how to use the tools so that when life happens, mm. you know, you can go, right, this is what I'm feeling now, what am I going to do? Not yeah. go back into that cycle of, yeah. of refeeling and not, not having a, a powerful tool to be able to pull yourself back out. And then they can teach other people because it's a ripple effect. You know, on average, a mum of two will have contact with around about 60 to 65,000 people in her lifetime. Mm. So if we can skill up a woman with some tools so that when her girlfriend comes to her and says, I'm feeling this, she can say, okay, well, what are you going to do about it and why don't we try this? We're then allowing her to make a difference to the people in her life around her. So you guys want to touch, you know, uh, a percentage of people, but then see it exponentially yeah. grow. And yeah. we are seeing a ripple effect, which is great. We are seeing not just the women that are coming into our path, but you know, to hear the stories that their, you know, their their kids have made <clears throat> massive changes in their emotional well-being. They've been able to help sisters, mothers, yeah. other people around them, and you know, it's got to start somewhere that we're creating. Well, and that's how change effect. starts, though, isn't it? We're well, all, and that's what we're all here for. Yeah, it's already the seeds planted there, and she's yeah. already. Oh, and she's showing. amazing. Yeah, it's a pain right. in the neck, though, Isaac, because if I do want to have a tantrum, <laughs> she comes in, she goes, "Mummy, what are you feeling, and what are you going to do about it?" I'm, like, oh, <laughs> I'm feeling angry. Leave me alone. <laughs> so it's worked too good with her, but it's. <laughs> 
yeah. it's good. I think this is why, um, on a personal level, this is why I resonate so well with you guys because, yeah. um, you know, what you've just explained is exactly what I try and do as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think you've – have you both been to one of my events? Yes, I, I Did I you am. go to one? You didn't? Um, I will. But, <laughs> yeah, I haven't been either. <laughs> <laughs> I am planning to go. The next one, the next one. He hasn't um, been to one of my gigs either. So. But, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's all right. Right. I was going to go, yeah, Thursday, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Thursday night, So, you know, the thing that I've worked out over the years is that you, you just can't tell people what to do. You hmm. just have to plant the seed. Yeah. And um, when you can successfully do that by changing people's paradigms or understandings or beliefs, mm. then you're right. They'll they'll start changing their own mm. behaviours and then and question and question their mm. own reality, and then they'll start having that trickle on effect to their immediate family yeah. and their connections. Mm. And you know, we were talking about before about changing the world. I mean, that's <clears throat> that's honestly how I see my role as being mm. able to do that by planting the seed to change certain and you know, whoever they choices. are, they say that it. The, the magic number for massive change is 10%. So when 10% of the population knows something, something. Yeah. then that starts to create that massive momentum to change. And I can yeah. relate to that through humour as well. You, you make someone laugh and you may, you may change their day a little bit. Absolutely. And then they treat their shopkeeper a little bit differently Absolutely. and they go home and, yeah. and their kids are mucking up and it's okay, you know, and yeah. then it just moves on and on and on. It's the exponential yeah. growth yeah. of happiness. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that should be my book. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Title Write that down. down. <laughs> Um, and I see that on a clinical level too with uh, with chiropractic because um, you know when when you adjust the spine or make the spine healthier and move properly, it directly affects the brain and the nervous system. And mm. you know the brain and the nervous system is the thing that that runs and regulates you as a person. Yeah. So you know you might have a um, uh, an emotional uh, issue on that day, and then if you can get your nervous system cleared then you deal with things better mm. and that might have a roll-on effect with their spouse and so yeah. on and so yeah, forth. So it really is. It's all that, that yeah. bigger picture type of stuff. Yeah, and, you know, it's amazing how like-minded people come together. We always yeah, you know, talk about that. And I guess for me, I was lucky enough to, to, I guess, first come across Bryce at Pete Evans when I went to a paleo thing and then again went Bryce's um, workshop. And, you know, I guess Bryce really resonated with me with, you know, what he talks about, and I thought, you know, this guy is, hey, he's so on the same page as what Brie and I are, and I said to Brie, you've got to get in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After I brought my family in as well, but, you know, they're, you know, people are starting to stand up and start to, to you know, to um, take control, and I think it's, you know, we have to make, we have to make changes, yeah. you know, we've got ourselves in such a state that we really need to, to make changes and we realise we've got choices, you know, where mm. we don't, you know, even though we've been brought up under belief systems from our parents and from schooling and from churches and from whoever we've, we've, we've grown up underneath other people's belief systems, you know, we start to question ourselves whether, it, hang on a minute, is that their belief system or is that what I believe? So, mm. you know, I think it's once we can start to ask ourselves, is that what I really believe or is that what my mum used to say or my dad used to mm. say? Or Do you think that uh, the change in religious beliefs, and I'm not too sure what your religious beliefs are, guys, but um, for someone who perhaps 60 years ago may have um, told their problems to God in a prayer and now the society's changed into more accurate, accurate uh, you know, belief systems, <laughs> no, <I was> <laughs> I'm guessing you. Uh, yeah, that's your belief system, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, any hate mail, please address to Isaac at. Oh, oh God, I'm going to hell anyway. So, it doesn't um, but they don't have that. They don't have that relationship with with a higher, not a higher power, but a, but a, someone of authority where they can't yeah, talk well, to. They can't. Guess, you know, everyone has their own belief systems, and we're okay with that. And, oh, of course, you know, that yeah. doesn't really matter where women come from. We've had a lot of women that have come to us that are really tied up with with churches. We've had all mm. different, but you know, the good thing is that we don't. You know, that's their belief system, and yeah. that's that's okay. So it's not necessarily my belief system, but. You know, I guess... Um, I think you know, if we just appreciate that everyone's got a different belief system, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. then allows for acceptance. Yeah. And when we've got acceptance, then we have, you know, this happiness and joy around mm-hmm. because it's a love-filled a love field connection rather than judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if, if everyone... And that's where a lot of the girls that we've worked with, once they've stripped back all of that emotional shit that they're hanging on to and they can really start to evaluate what's important to them, yeah. then they can 
life just becomes so much easier because you're not so caught up in judging. You're not Mm. judging yourself and you're not judging others. You're just like, well, you know, that's your shit and this is Mm. my shit and I'm not going to get involved in your stuff anymore Mm. because it doesn't concern me. So Mm. I'm sorry that's happening to you. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So, And that's why I think the women that have come to us, so so far this retreat will be our 10th retreat and it'll be number 62 in a, um, 16 months, 17 months mm-hmm. we've been doing retreats. So we've had 62 women come through the retreats mm-hmm. and all of them can say that when they leave a retreat, they're able to see the whole world in a different view yeah. because they don't get caught up with the judgment. Yeah. it's The way I like to think about that is, um, uh, you know, the, the, the movie The Matrix. You know, yeah. you actually never seen The Matrix. You're kidding. Oh, my God. What are you thinking? Blue pill, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I know that much. But Why, that might have been a different movie. But, uh, <laughs> but that was just a big weekend for you. Like yeah. Please. 22. Um, <laughs> no, I actually never seen The Matrix. No? So, well, I suppose that the whole crux of that movie is, the, you know, he gets a choice where um, you get to just stay in this, this belief um, or this world that's been presented around you mm. and you just kind of bumble along and go about your day-to-day activity or, you know, you take this other um, coloured pill and you go down the rabbit hole and you actually find out how the world works mm. and then you see the world through a completely different lens yeah. which then allows you to make totally different decisions. Um, and, you know, again, from a, a clinical level, what I see, you know, I some of the, the shit that you see with advertising mm. and mm. media and... You know, I just I look at it and I just slap my head because you know, for the average punter, the the person who you know is, is not as aware, not as aware, they're going to buy all this crap mm, that's mm. just absolute garbage. It yeah. doesn't work. It just takes their money and allows them to stay the same or allows them to be worse. Yeah. You know, and and I suppose that's you know definitely one of the things that I get quite frustrated and angry oh, about and absolutely. want to. Um, uh, implant in people is a different worldview, so yeah, they can yeah. sort their own shit out themselves and yeah. be, you know, their own guides, if you will. I think that's it, isn't it? Because no one's responsible for saving the world except for you saving your own world. Own world, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. enough people save their own worlds, then the world as a whole, yeah, will be saved. Yeah, totally agree there. Mm-hmm. I think that this is the great thing about podcasts is people can choose where they get their information from. It's mm-hmm. not like where it's a mass source media, like a newspaper back, you know, thirty mm-hmm. years ago, where that's mm-hmm. it. That's all you get. Yeah. There's no telly. There's no this. Just stuff. one person's opinion. Mm. One person's opinion. Yeah. You know, you get a whole, whole different opinions from different people, and mm. then it's up to you to do the research yourself and find absolutely. out. You know, and we there's some great information there. There is, yeah, absolutely. We have this ability to use this, you know, external hard drive, if you will, of information that's endless uh, as the internet, and you know, no one's ever had that in mm. history. Mm. And mm. now, yeah, it's incredible. I think that's why people are questioning a lot more because there is access to a lot more information yeah. now. You don't yeah. have to take that one version of that book mm. as gospel. You can look at it and go, right, well, that book says this and this book says that. What one fits best with me? I'm mm. going to go a little bit of part A and a little bit of part B and sure. this is new C. How does that, how does that mm. fit with my worldview and mm. how can I adapt that into my life yeah. to make my life better? Yep. Yeah, 100%. I think that will make people people better in time because it's yeah. like you, you see the stuff done with Anonymous, the uh, internet hacking group. It's all been quite positive. Like they hack bad people. Like they they just released. Uh, or Is that just the released... Cheaters website? Is that the one that they did? No, I don't think they hacked the Ashley Madison website. Is that what it was? You don't pretend you don't know that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> no, they they uh, they hacked the KKK website, the secret website of the KKK. Uh, in America and releasing the name soon and apparently it's got names of US senators on there that are members of the KKK. Oh, really? But this is how they keep everyone in check. Yeah. You know, and then where else in history have you had, aside from probably the church, that had this power over people? And this is just sort of a positive thing. I mean, people in the KKK have pretty ridiculous opinions and and beliefs on things and these guys are jumping onto them and saying, right, well, that's not fair. Mm. In in everyone's, Mm. for the greater good, what you're doing is wrong and bad and horrible. So it's time to put an end to it. Put an end yeah. to it, yeah. Mm. yeah. I think that's a great thing. Mm. So if yeah. people want to find out a bit more information about you ladies, yes, where should they go? So you can go to our website, which is www.empowermentnumber4women.com. Mm-hmm. Is it .com or .com.au? Empowermentnumber4women.com.au or you can find us on Facebook. We're we're really active on Facebook. So just um, facebook.com forward slash empowerment for F-O-R women or one word. Okay. Or you can find us. Yep. And friend us. 
Yeah. We love friends. <laughs> Kim Ellis and Bree Steadman. Yeah. So, yeah, search for those names and I'm sure And we do love, it. you know, well, I think it's really important that you, that we do catch up or have we some We love to have coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I think it's important that because, you know, it's something outside that's probably what traditionally that you're used to and it's nice to, you know, women have to trust us. Yep. And uh, I think once they do meet us, they can see we're very transparent and they, they certainly know. Absolutely. That I've we're got enormous fun. trust in you guys now. I give you my car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad uh, you're we're, just, we're just like credit cards. Do you take half possibly? It's lucky you're not running a scheme because. <laughs> But you know, I mean, you know, our intentions are, are definitely, you know, we're both left really yeah. well paying jobs, six figure incomes to back to to starting no. from scratch. Yeah. So yeah. um yeah, and you know, we're not definitely not driven by money. Um, you know, we, we just know that what we're doing is going to help. Yeah, yeah, and that's and make a that's big a difference. Yeah. Well, from my opinion, I think what you guys are doing is absolutely beautiful and well Thank done. You. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, I tell you what. I mean, I don't know if we have anything else to discuss this evening, ladies. It's uh, what's it, what's it now? It's probably about half past nine. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> we should revisit this somewhere down the track. I'd, we'd love to have you guys yeah. back on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at some at some point where we where we are we we're good at. Um, we love talking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys have got a little bit of a feeling for what the podcast is yeah, for yeah, now yeah. And, and, and we'll be able to, you know, you guys. And maybe something. we can, you know, talk about, obviously not names, but we can we can tell you some other women and, <clears throat> and teenage, you know, I've worked uh, with identical twin girls, exactly yeah. the same DNA. One yeah. ended up having an eating disorder. The other one ended up having anxiety really bad. Yeah. So um, when I started to work with one of the twins, it, it um, came that her grandmother had an eating disorder when she was 15 as well, and so did her grandmother's sister's daughter had an eating disorder at 15 and had lost her periods and was never, ever able to, to have children. So you can imagine the panic on, on these parents when they realised that um, their teenage daughter had lost her periods as well and mm. had been you know, seeing psychiatrists, counsellors and and um, so I only had to, two sessions. After two sessions she actually started to put on weight, put on eight kilos and, right. and then her father sent me a message when I was overseas last year and said, hey, she's got a periods back. So that's pretty, oh, that's yeah. pretty awesome stuff when you know that, you know, something that once we could help her with that, that, you know, she's absolutely flying with her life now. So for you so, guys, for, for women in that circumstance when they're, you know, let's say 14 to 18 when they're at school mm. and it's HSC or you've yeah, got nothing, yeah. it's school's typically got nothing, you're trying to impress impress boys, you're trying to, you yeah, know, absolutely. look the best in your mm. year, you're trying to do this, this and this mm. and then you go home and your parents are fighting or mm. you, you, you get bullied. It just compounds into yep. this horrible, you know, uh, yes. you know, aggressive yeah. cancer of a relationship between you and school. Mm. And I mean, do, do you see a lot of a lot of and women that come in and harm? You know, yeah. there's so many teenage, not only girls, but there's so many teenagers. I think it's you know, it's up around one yeah. in three teenagers are now self harming, and it's pretty scary. One in three. Mm. It's full on. I, I was on suicide watch when I was mm. my last job with this young young bloke, and he was you know fourteen, mm. yeah. and couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know, I I you know we don't get that much training with that with that type of job. It's like a week training. Yeah. And then all mm. of a sudden you're on suicide watch with a young boy the same age as your brother, and you just how yeah. can I help you? Mate? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a full-on so, experience. And, yeah, it is. You know. yeah, I mean, people quite often say to me, you know, how do you cope with all this stuff that you do with mm. women? Well, I guess all, all I guess, for Brie and I is, you know, yes, there's some big stuff going on with so many women that we've dealt with, really big stuff going on. But, you know, I guess all that we see their face is Sunday lunchtime. So we don't get caught up in the stuff mm. because we know by the time they leave Sunday lunchtime they're totally different women. So yeah. we just, that's all we, you know, we And we have done a lot of work with the younger generation as mm. well. We've, yeah. we've had a few clients. We generally don't see them with the retreat situation. We'll do one-on-one work with them mm. just because of maturity in their age and mm-hmm. a full weekend's a lot for a young kid to take on. But we've done. That's probably you know, something we could do. That. Introduce yeah. a daytime program for teenage yeah. girls that we could maybe Is just have. Something you think it's needed? Yeah, definitely. We've talked about coming into schools, and I've been really fortunate. My school's been quite receptive of it, so I've been in and, and taught the kids some tools in the classroom. Yeah. 
Um, but like a lot of systems, you know, you've got to cross a lot of T's and dot a lot of I's and there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of red tape. So I, I approach so, my old school to talk to the year twelves coming in about the HSC, and mm. you know you don't have to succeed at that to be you know successful. successful. In life. Yeah. And I'm by no means successful. I'm a struggling comedian, but <laughs> you know I, I find you know success in those type of things, doing hitting little goals yeah. and these type of things. Yeah. You don't have to be this massive success no. success at school. Well, success is. Is a perception anyway. Absolutely. What is success? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's all it's all you know retrospective of what's happening in your environment. Yeah. But the red tape that I hit, I had, oh. I couldn't say this. I couldn't no. talk about that. Yeah. No, this. And that's why. So we we tend to um, promote to outside of schools. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. And saying that, we've had a lot of school teachers that have come yeah. through our retreats, which is great because they've gone back and taken what we've taught them in their tool belt back mm. to their classrooms mm. and been mm. able to make you know to implement those tools that we've taught them back into their own classroom. So, you know, another ripple effect. There's ways around it. That yeah, yeah, yeah starting to, to yeah. create. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so, you know, there's no no age, no, no, mm. no rule, no hard and fast rule. Um, yeah, have we worked with men? Yes, we have. Um, we actually, which was pretty amazing, we had um, a, a lady that... Um, that was recommended to us that um, husband was um, not far from passing away with cancer and he was really struggling with fear and um, a lot of other stuff um, that had gone on in his life and he was a really well-respected man in the community and so they invited Bree and I into their home and we actually did some work with him and I mean he passed away not so long after that we mm. did some work but he went without that tremendous fear and anxiety and so forth wow. that he had. So yeah. that was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's unreal. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> no, really, seriously. Yeah. I mean, that's... That was a pretty special... It yeah. was. That was special to be able to do that. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, all, all different. All and different. this is going to be so fulfilling for you. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Our hearts are singing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people say to us, you know, why are you walking away from what we were doing? Yeah. Because there was security and there was, you know, recognition and, if, you know, we had a reputation for being awesome because we were... <laughs> <laughs> And no one could get it, and we just kept saying because this is this that is not making our hearts happy. This yeah. is yeah. making our hearts happy, and yeah. regardless of of you know challenges with building a business, you know, as we all know, they they are inconsequential. Like they're nothing yeah. mm. to being able to see someone find peace and happiness from within. Oh, that's absolutely. what we yeah massive drives change, us. massive change within people, yeah. isn't it? Really, we do have a workshop coming up next Wednesday. Um, at the place at Charlestown. Yeah, what's the date of that? The 18th of November. Yeah. 18th of November. At the place at Charlestown. Yeah. And then there's another one on the 28th of November out at Reflections Within in Belmont. <coughs> so the tickets are all available on our website. We are giving away a double pass. Very good. So if they jump onto our Facebook page and share the events um, and secure their own two tickets, then a couple of days before the um, workshops, we'll announce a winner and refund their tickets back. So, so cool. jump, onto the, jump onto the Facebook page right now. Yeah. If you can, which of course is uh, Facebook.com forward slash empowerment for FOR women. For FOR. No. <laughs> FOR. FOR. <laughs> well, I'm glad we've covered that because that's what I would have done. Or just Google it, you'll find it yeah. somewhere there. But, um, yeah. Well, awesome. Kim Bree, thank you so much for joining us, uh, joining yeah, us thanks, today guys. here on Modern Day Thoughts. Uh, empowerment, empowerment far out. I can't just speak. <laughs> no. What's the other word you can't do? Take two. Uh, the one where you sedentary. Sedentary. Oh, sed, sed, sedentary. Yes. Sedentary. <laughs> Sitting down. All right. Lost all. Not moving much. Um, anyway, thank you so much for joining us thank today, you guys. For it's fantastic. Keep doing the great work. Yeah, doing. we plan to. Yeah. So thank you. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Good. Beautiful. Bryce Fleming. Thank you, Isaac. Mate, how's the book going? Is it out yet? The book? <laughs> you ask me that every week. <laughs> yes, it is out. You can pick it up from any Healing Wave Centre at the moment. Um, all good mad bookshops. Yeah, all good mad bookshops. Yeah. Um, and actually, that's one of our pillow presents for all our retreat attendees. They oh. get that on their pillow for the first night, Bryce's oh, book. Yeah, that's right. The Underground Health Revolution. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll see my comedy DVD when it comes out in 10 years. <laughs> oh, we're <wow>, open to it. <laughs> Uh, there you go. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys, that's episode six, I think, of Modern Day Thoughts. It could be four, but you know what? Who's, who We've lost cares? track. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. But uh, Modern Day Thoughts, jump on our Facebook page. Make sure you like that. Make sure you hit the subscribe button as well. Uh, and Fit and Fresh, check them out on uh, Fit and Fresh website, uh, which is 
fit and fresh, obviously. Uh, chuck in the go to the go to the shopping cart, chuck in MDT. Got it. Uh, to get 10% off. And uh, my name's Isaac Butterfield. Check me out at the Premier Hotel this Thursday night. Uh, and other places as well, probably the pub. Uh, Bryce Fleming, thank you so much. Kim Bree, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And we'll see you all next time. Perfect. Toodaloo. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Bye.